Welcome to this episode of the Connection Loop Podcast. Today I have with me Adi Levitt, and we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of people in sales are neglecting to do, which is to build, to, which is to build an effective sales process that your entire team can get behind. Why do you want to have a sales process? Well, there's a couple of major benefits. Number one is that it's going to systematize everything you're doing. Number two, it's going to allow you to drive more revenue. And number three, it's going to overall increase your confidence and your happiness, not just for you, but also for your team and your clients and all of your constituents and partners. So we've got the expert with us today. Adi, if you could just uh, start with a short intro and then let's get into this. Absolutely. Well, first of all, Ruben, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here on this podcast. And I am a process consultant. I'm all about processes and procedures. I started my career about um, almost 30 years ago as an industrial engineer. And my area of expertise is to bring order and organization to companies by creating, documenting, and implementing their processes and procedures. Okay. So what would you say is the biggest problem when it comes to process that we're trying to solve here? You know, it's lack of process and asking yourself, why do you need that process, right? Mm. I mean, it is basically, is it reinventing the wheel every single day, like doing something different, right? Is it, do you want to achieve consistency? It might be that there are things that you're doing really well, but you're not able to delegate it because you are the only one who knows how to do it. Mm -hmm. It can be also, you know, a situation where you are selling, you're out there selling and um, getting prospects and leads and selling and pitching your services or your products. But then you don't have that confidence that when you're going to bring them into your company, into your organization, there is actually good processes to follow to know that those um, leads are going to be taken care of and they're going to become happy customers. Mm -hmm. And then from a sales perspective, what, what is the biggest opportunity to, to systematize and to create a process for the sales process? Well, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's creating consistency. So then where you know what you're doing every single time. And I'll give you an example. I mean, I'm sure we all ran into it is like when you are talking to a potential customer, you're talking to a lead and you forget to go over a certain step that might basically ruin your entire sales cycle right there because, oh yeah, I should have asked. Like for instance, you know, you need to ask um, who are the decision makers, right? Because before you want to engage on a sales conversation, you want to know who are the, all the decision, who the decision makers are. So let's say you forget to ask it. You come to the end of your pitch, maybe it was an hour, an hour and a half, and all of a sudden the prospect says, well, yeah, I need to talk to my business partner. Well, you should have known to begin with, they have a business partner and that should be part of your process of qualifying the lead and ask who the decision maker is. If you don't have it written, if you don't have that identified, sometimes you ask and sometimes you don't. So that way, if you actually have consistency, then you can assure ensure that you're actually getting results every single time. Now, one of the things that we talked about earlier is this idea of having confidence and the mm -hmm. fact that having a sales process can increase your confidence. And I think that that confidence manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Number one is, am I set up to, to onboard a client? Am I set up to prospect this person? Am I set up to go through the sales process? And am I set up to have the volume that I need to have in order to drive the revenue and ultimately the profit that I need to sustain as a business and grow? 
And then I think the next step is the pass off. Do I have confidence to pass this off to someone else on my team? If you're a real estate agent, you have a transaction coordinator, you have an escrow officer, you have someone else, maybe a partner on your team, maybe a, a, a some sort of an assistant that's helping you. If you're in, if you're a VP of sales, you have someone on your team that's going to help do the demo and then be the account manager and so on and so forth. So, how do we? And you know, Ruben, to that point, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you don't have those people. Yeah. Because you just don't know how to um, pass it on to them, right? So that can also be a problem. So that that is part of it in terms of like maybe you are a realtor and you're selling. I mean, you you get listings and you're very good at procuring clients but then you don't have a transaction coordinator because you just don't know how to train them because you don't have processes yeah okay so 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 activate us now what what is this what is it we're, we're on the whiteboard you know we've taken the entire sunday off we're working with our team or maybe we're just working solo and we've made the decision i'm going to go systematize and create a process for my business for my sales process specifically to start with so Good. what does that look like? What do I have to do? What's the stack of papers? What's the list of bullet points that I need to activate my process? All right. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to map your process. Now, we're not okay. talking about any technical, you know, you don't have to go to school to do that. You just have to think about your process. How do you get from point A to point B and identify okay. what is point A and what is point B? So point A is maybe receiving the lead. So maybe you have... Um, you know, you get your leads. How do you get your leads? Okay, you get your leads from your website. They contact you via phone. They contact you via email. You get, obviously, can get leads from referrals for word of mouth. And then, but they somehow get to you. Maybe it's an email introduction. So you need to identify what are the different places that your leads will come from, right? So there are two things. There are sources of leads, which will be referrals. can be like online advertising. It can be LinkedIn. And then you have the communication channels that the leads will come on, right? On those communication channels. So you have to identify what they are. And sometimes there is a different process for each one. For instance, there can be a different process for leads that come from your website as opposed to leads that come from referral, trusted referral sources, right? Because one of them would, you know, you might want to prioritize which one you're going to answer first because one of them might be, a warmer lead than the other. So that's an example, right? So you identify the sources of leads. Then, you know, the point B where you want to be is the close, the close of the sales, you know, the ink, the signed contract, you know, the inked contract, the signed contract. That's the end. But the end of a sales process is usually not just a signed contract, but it's a complete handoff to whomever is going to deliver the service or the product to the client you just signed. So then you have point A and point B. How do you get from point A to point B? In a sales process, usually what happens is that you identify the leads, where they're coming from, and how do you actually get them into your pipeline. Then there is the qualification of the lead. So what is your, what is your process to qualifying the lead? Maybe you don't have one. Well, if you're growing, you should have one because not everyone is your client, right? So you need to identify who is your ideal client and how do you qualify the lead compare in comparison to your ideal client. So you map out, you can write it on sticky notes, you can use the whiteboard on the computer, but really map out who, I mean, how do you qualify the leads? And what happens to those leads that are not right away qualified? You know, this, those are names that you invested in order to get. 
Do you have a nurturing sequence, you know, in order to actually convert them maybe to potential future leads? Maybe you have other referral partners that do service those leads and they're good leads, good potential clients, but just not for you. Part of the process, right? So we need to think about all of that when we are qualifying the lead. After that, after you qualify the lead, there is usually the discovery phase, right? The needs assessment, the finding out, you know, like really finding out what is it that the prospect is looking for. And you have to have a process for that. How do you do that? Do you have a questionnaire? Do you have specific questions that you ask? Do you have a method that you actually follow with step-by-step procedure in order to actually get to the information that you need in order to present the right product? Because we all know, I mean, as salespeople and also as recipients of being sold, so you sell or be sold, you know, if you're being sold, you probably do not like to be sold things or pitch things that you have like zero need for and really do not align with who you are and what you're looking for, etc. So that's why the discovery phase is very important. And I know I'm talking to sales professionals. If I'm talking to sales professionals, you know what it is. You have the process, but document it. So how do you actually discover? How do you do your discovery call? The next phase is, of course, then the proposal. How do you write a proposal? What do you write there? How do you build it? What are the steps that you do in order to follow up? I mean, how do you present it? Do you write a presentation? Do you um, have a template? You know, you just have to make sure that you present it correctly. So that's the presentation phase. And then the follow-up, very important. We all know that in order to actually sell, you need to pitch, but then you need to follow up. What's your follow-up like? You know, what are, um, are the different people that you follow up differently? You know, do you have templates for that? And so on. So that is very important. And then of course the close, you know, you have to, to get the contract, ask for the money. How do you do it? Um, how do you negotiate? You know, I work with many contractors that they also part of their sales process is the negotiation part. I mean, do you negotiate or you, do, you don't? But if you do, that's part of the process. And then, as I mentioned, the handoff. You have to have the confidence that when you are handing off your prospect that is now a client because they signed the contract, that they are being taken care of and everything that you promised is actually going to be followed with because otherwise that's where the confidence come in right i mean think about yourself as a sales professional even if you're a sales and you also do the delivery fine but you know the points where you are going to stop selling is when you lose that confidence that your prospect is well taken care of that what you promised is actually going to manifest itself right that somebody is actually going to deliver what you told your prospect go, is going to happen and that is you can have confidence in that if you actually have a great process that you know that the other person your other team member is actually going to follow because then you can pitch that also as part of your sales process hey listen we have we're so good because we have this process and this is the process you're going to go through and you can show it to them even. That was really great. That really took us down from, you know, A to Z. Um, thank you for doing that. My, my question for you is, how do we find the friction points within all aspects of this process? I mean, the way that I've done this historically is that I, I, I learned from someone very early on, 
they said draw your business and within your business draw every single aspect of your business every single process and of course when we talk about our sales and marketing process um, you start to do exactly what you just referenced which is to build your funnel or your flow how people come into the system and then how people stay into your system and then of course become great evangelists to other people and I think what I really quickly realized was that the friction points become extremely obvious as you start to get perspective, as you start to zoom out a little bit, you start to get to uh, the, pers the necessary perspective that you need in order to say, that's the problem that I need to solve. That's the problem that I need to solve. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because we can't rebuild everything from scratch. We have to start on our biggest problems first. So Adi, give us some, some advice, some very actionable advice on how we can find the biggest problems, prioritize those biggest problems, and then start to fix the plane as we're flying it instead of having to land it and rebuild it from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I mean, you know what the issues are, right? Because you know where you are, you're suffering, where it's not going as well as you would like it to go. I mean, that that is, look at your business. You have to look, you know, you have to be willing to look and observe and see what is it? I mean, are you getting customer complaints about something? You know, are you not closing enough deals? Are you not getting enough leads? Are you getting enough leads, but you're losing them because people are not, you know, your sales people, your sales team is not jumping on it right away, right? I'll give you an example. I was just talking to a client and they told me that the reason why they implemented the sales process the way they have it now is because the phone was ringing but not enough. They didn't have enough people answering the phone, so they will lose leads, right? So that way they decided they are going to, whenever the phone rings, it's going to be a round robin and basically everybody, I mean, whomever is available is going to pick up the phone and answer and then direct it to the right channel as opposed to just waiting for the receptionist to answer. So that was their bottleneck. That was what they were suffering from and that was their solution. So you need to identify those issues. Now, don't shy away from them. Really decide that you're going to identify and do something about it. And then it's always a matter of asking yourself, is it a process problem or a people problem, right? Or it can be both. It can be that you don't have the right people doing the, the job that you want them to do. It can be that those people are not trained. That's another thing that can happen. Or you just don't have a process for it, or the process is broken, or the process is not being trained. So the people that are doing the work do not know the process, right? So it's a, it's a big decision tree here. It's not complicated. It's just a question that you have to ask yourself and see what exists and what does not exist. So that would be my recommendation is really take a look, make a list of all the issues that you feel like right now you have in your business. Let's say in terms, we're talking about sales. So about sales and then ask yourself, is it a people problem or a process problem? Do you have processes documented? And, you know, Ruben, one thing that I find is that people when asked, do you have processes? They said, yes, we do. And then you start digging in a little bit more and then you find out that they're actually not they don't have them. And then I ask them, well, did you write them? No, it's in my head, right? So yeah, we all have processes. Like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you have your process of making the coffee, you know, getting dressed, getting up, uh, you know, all of that is a process because we probably doing the same thing over and over again. But unless it's documented, it really doesn't count as a documented process that you can follow 
or let others follow as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So here's a, here's a couple of questions for you. Number one is this, is how do we know if our process is broken? Well, you know, let me ask you that. I mean, you are an entrepreneur, CEO and founder of your company. How do you know that your pro like, let's say you have a process there. How would you know that it's broken? Um, well, for me, I might not know the specific problem that's causing a larger issue. But for me, it starts with the larger issues. It's those North North Star metrics. It's those key metrics. What is the subscription rate? What is the sign up to subscription rate? What is the cancellation or the churn rate? Um, how much money? What is the ROAS, the return on ad spend? So if I look at certain metrics, I might say, you know, one of these metrics is up or one of them is down. And, and then as a result, I have to go on some sort of a journey to figure out what, what has caused that. Is it something economic? Is it something external? Is it something internal? To your point, is it process or people or both? That's so exactly I have to go right. through, a, through a journey. Um, I think this is one of the, the biggest problems is that you don't, it's like, it's like a, a, the plumbing in a home. If there's an issue in your plumbing in your home, deep into the walls, you might not have any idea where the problem is, is, is coming from. Um, so the way that I do it is that I just look at my general metrics and then figure out if, this, if there's some sort of a delta and then figure out, okay, now I, we need to go and do some, some additional dissection. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, that's your dashboard, right? And yeah. then if you have the process documented behind that scorecard or dashboard, then you know that if something is not, let's say, for instance, the, um, you know, there is a problem with the conversion rate or, you know, the subscription or the conversion from pre-version to subscription, Okay, well, what, what's our process here? Like, what do we advertise? What do we say? You know, do we have maybe your customer, maybe, you know, your chat is, is blocked and people cannot find it easily, right? They have questions, but they can't get on your website to actually ask those questions, right? Do you make it easily available for them to communicate? Do you have pop-ups, you know, that, you know, when somebody is looking at your website, you know, to entice them to actually um, sign up for the free version? And then do you stay in communication with them just to convert. So all those questions that we can ask about the process, if the process, if you see that the indicators are there, that, the, that something is broken. But, you know, if the process worked before, then don't just throw away the process. I mean, find out maybe what happened. Maybe you have a new person there, or maybe the person you always had, now they have some kind of, I mean, you know, we're all humans and we might have problems. We might not show up. We might be sick, whatever it is. It might be a, a people problem. So as you said, you're going into that journey to really find out what is going on. Mm. Great. So you you have a podcast where you actually explore these topics and interview folks. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I'm very I'm very excited to have you as a guest, Ruben. And we can link this episode as well to when we record ours. But it's called the System Simplified Podcast. And what I do there is I basically um give value to the listeners by interviewing different um experts different entrepreneurs so either entrepreneurs that have scaled their business successfully because they use systems or thought leaders that can actually add additional um information that's right here it is additional information about systematizing a business right or additional tools like for instance look like we talked about sales so in the sales process, we're going to have 
the follow-up, which is extremely important. So, for instance, using your tool, your video tool for follow-up is tremendously important because it's something different, right? Because you can actually have that live communication. It also, it also is good for lead qualifying. It's good for, um, you know, the needs assessment and actually sending the proposal because you can have the explanation. It's that human touch. So, you know, you give that advice, that will be part of what I provide in the podcast in terms of different ideas and different successful actions on how you can improve your processes and what can you um, include in your process so it is more, um, so it works better. Tremendous. Yeah. I mean, for, for anyone that is considering starting a podcast, uh, be like ID and, and start a podcast because it's such a great way to connect with your clients, to connect, connect with your prospects, to, to learn, frankly, and to teach when it's appropriate. Uh, and to do that really active listening so that you can just evolve as a human being and also in the process, build your brand up and build your brand of your company. And I think, Adi, you've done a really great job of that. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Yeah. I yeah. And I, I would love to give a shout out here to Jeremy Wise, who introduced yeah. us from Rice 25. They produced my podcast. And um, yeah, so I can't say enough about uh, Jeremy and John Corcoran, who produced my podcast. So you just need to know right, the right people that can help you. And yeah, absolutely, doing a podcast is a blast because I get to know so many, so many great people and the connections are amazing. There it is. You know, it's it's hard to self-produce a podcast. Rise 25, Jeremy, connect with him on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, the, the possibilities are limitless here. So awesome. Um, all right. So I really like how you've mapped out your your LinkedIn page. And I think that you you've obviously created a process. In fact, you have a phone number that you share with your prospects, which your team has access to so that you can qualify leads and be great at customer service and get back in touch with people very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I'll share that phone number right now. That's 503-662-2911. So if you are looking for a consultant, for an expert on building processes for your business, idea is the person to speak to. So they can call and text that? Yeah, absolutely. They can call, they can text. Also reach out on LinkedIn. That's a great way of doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. And you better believe that she has a process to uh, to take care of these leads when they come in. You so. can check it out. You can try and then see how try the process works. Yeah, try it out. <laughs> right. And then your email address is adi at bizsuccesscg.com. Um, is that no, correct? Bizsuccesscg.com. Bizsuccess. Okay. So adi bizsuccesscg.com. That's A-D-I. Yeah. That's right. And then your website is um, the same, the same thing. So, um, any other places, I, I know that you're active on LinkedIn. Is that, is that your primary That's social my main platform? And we're also on Twitter and Facebook, but it's mainly LinkedIn is the platform that we engage the most. So people can find me there. I don't think there is another Dick Levitt. So just look me up and any questions that you have, I'll be happy to answer. Great. That sounds really good. So I think just a quick recap for today's episode, I think it's really, really important that people understand what their business looks at, map it out as best as possible. Get on that whiteboard, get on that piece of paper. We use it. We used to use a program called Visio. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I've used yeah. Visio a lot, but now there are even simpler programs like, you know, right. I, I like Miro as an example. I use it with my clients. What was that one again? Miro, M-I-R-O, Miro. Miro. Okay. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to use. You know, you can just 
open this whiteboard and put sticky notes just like we used to do like in real in person but we can do it there just sticky notes and it's great yeah so i think the 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 idea here is to be able to create a map of your business and i think doing it visually and digitally is probably the better way to do it so that you can collaborate one of the ones that i actually really like to use which is a great place to start is just google drawings the great thing about google drawings is that you can continue to zoom out and make a infinitely large um, canvas area. And I think that that's one of the most important things. If you're working on like a PowerPoint or a Google Doc, you, you don't want to do that because you, you your canvas will start to stop at some point. Because as we all know, you can continue to zoom in and zoom out of all these processes because every single aspect of your business should be systematized. Adi, one of the things that you talk about is this idea of, ha of being free, being liberated from the business. Could you speak to that absolutely and i just actually have an article on it i just wrote it for ink magazine which was how to get how to free yourself from your business right i mean how can you as an owner free yourself from the business and it's really by giving up or shedding out or delegating the hats that you're wearing you know what is it that you are doing that you can have other people do under you so you don't have to do it yourself. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to pull yourself out of the business. And that starts with having training manuals and well-documented processes and procedures. And what is the, what is the article of that? What, what is the title of that article? It's, um, I have to find it. It's in the Inc. magazine and you can look Inc. ID. I mean, I can find it for you. Okay, so what we'll do so is we'll include you. that. Yeah, we'll include that link in the in the show we'll notes. Include the um, show notes, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds I'll... that sounds really good. We will include that. Um, what an important topic to figure out how you can actually liberate yourself from your business. Because if we if we can't delegate and if we can't um, empower our team to follow the processes that we've helped to collaborate and to build, then what what good is it? If we're if everything's in our head, if you got, it's it it goes back to that thing that you said. Do you have a process? Yes. Where right. is the process? It's in my head. <laughs> part of the process true. is part of the process is documenting the process. I think that's the take. It is, right? and there is a process for documenting a process, and there is a process to make sure that it's followed by all, and there is a process to ensure that the processes are also kept um, current. Because if they are if they are not, that's also a problem. So we want to make sure that that actually happens that that's you know that you have that uh process on how to make sure that you keep your processes current and live and not stale dated there it is so i recommend that folks uh connect with id on linkedin um your can you can you just spell your full name and what people should should sure it's id so it's adi and it is um k-l-e-v-i-t Beautiful. Adi, thank you so much for joining us on the Connection Loop podcast. We really appreciate you. And folks, we will see you guys at the next episode. Thank you so much, Ruben, for having me. That was great.